0: All right, everybody, welcome to week 14 in the NFL. We are Wagers Ragers, and we come to you from the great state of New Jersey.
1: I'm in New Jersey.
0: Now, New Jersey has produced lots of celebrities, including Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, Thomas Edison, and your hosts. Joshua J.T. Buckner, and John the Hedgehog Donneth, the, the most famous podcasters in the state of New Jersey. Well, at least we'd like to think so. Now, on this podcast, if you're new to listening to us, is we talk about betting. Betting is specifically on the NFL, and uh, I am a Jet fan. John is an Eagles fan, so we begin our analysis uh, ordinarily with our two respective teams, But on top of that, we are both uh, big fans of electronic dance music. So at the end of our podcast, we will give you our tracks of the week, Um, but we will begin as always with a recap of the week before and then we dive into week 14 and the analysis of our respective teams. Now this week, John's Eagles team is on a bye. So we're gonna do something special today. And uh, John's going to join me in analyzing the Jet-Saint game. But before we begin, John, how are you doing this week? Coming into week 14, I can't believe we're already at week 14 of the NFL.
1: Yeah, what is going on? Week 14, I feel like we've been saying this ever since we hit like week four. We're like, oh, I can't believe it's week four. I can't believe it's week five already. Now it's week 14. But like... We're sending you back to the future. Had a very interesting week last week as listeners of the pod will recall you and i attended the eagles jets game in person did some in-person live scouting of that jets eagles game i had a blast at that game man how about you hey
0: job, yeah indeed i mean that was a great time um kudos to my wife uh, for throwing an awesome tailgate because she was there as well um i had a blast uh great seats you know, unfortunately, the game didn't go my way, but um, yeah, it was a great time being there live, scouting the game, watching the game, talking about um, you know the bets that we had put in on that game. Yeah, it was it was a really great time. And and I'm going to recap. I'm going to recap week thirteen real quick before we get into the analysis of week fourteen. But I would be remiss. I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out to Steve Peichel and the Rutgers men's basketball team. Now, if you've heard in the past, John and I both went to Rutgers. We bleed that scarlet, uh, Rutgers blood. And the Rutgers basketball team, after a slow start this year, they were four and four coming into the game, played the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers, and they pulled out the victory with a buzzer beater shot from Ron Harper Jr. to beat the number one team in the country. And hopefully this is a springboard to greater things this season after a slow start. John, what'd you think about that game?
1: I couldn't be more pumped about it, man. I'm I'm thinking that could be, just like you said, a springboard to greater things. You know, we had a couple of uh, disappointing losses earlier in the season, you know, to Paul and whatnot. But RHJ coming through with the deep three to win the game, Rucker storms the court. Um, and you know made national headlines so Rutgers after you know two years ago they were headed towards the tournament when the pandemic hit last year we make it into the tournament that was a fantastic experience to finally you know have that happen you know in our lifetimes that you know we can uh, remember anyway Um, and like like you said beating the number one team in the nation is a big deal so
0: go RU Yeah, hopefully this is a sign of of greater things to come and they can uh, get back into the tournament this year. All right, week 13, real quick, recap. Not going to belabor or talk about this too much because the Jets, you know, disappointed me again, got destroyed by the Eagles, 33 to 18. Uh, Eagles playing with a backup quarterback. Gardner Minshew crushed the Jets, 242 yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, Zach Wilson, he didn't look bad. But again, the Jet defense just let the team down again, giving up 33 points. I lost on this one. By game time, the line was uh, Jets getting five and a half. Originally, it was Jets getting six and a half. So there was a lot of money being laid on the Jets as that line came down. But of course, the Jets just could not pull this one out. Um, Although I lost in the game, I did cover on Tevin Coleman over rushing. Uh and I also took Dallas Goddard over receiving. He had six receptions for 105 yards. So covered on that. And just as the Eagles have done this year, they really turned this game this season around on the run game. And Miles Sanders ran for a buck 20 this week. And I think that uh combined with poor Jet defense was th- the reason why the Jets got destroyed. I mean, listen. The line was originally Jets getting six and a half. It could have been Jets getting 14 and they still would have not covered this game, but John, you got this game. Correct. Uh, and I'll let you, you know, give your, your feedback in a second. As I, let me just run through game two real quick. I had Buccaneers at Falcons in this game. I, uh, I, I ordinarily don't lay double digit points, but in this game, it, it was Buccaneers laying 10 and a half points on the road. And I know that they had not been a great road team this year, but the Buccaneers covered this, the line uh, crushed the Falcons. <clears throat> so I won with that game uh, mixed bag on the props covered with Patterson over rushing and receiving. He, he did this alone on his rushing yards. The rushing and receiving prop was 76 and a half. It's 78 rushing yards, um, but only three receiving yards, but. You know, I'll take it. I'll take it any way I can get it. Missed on four nets rushing and receiving, but hit on Matt Ryan over completions. He had to throw the ball all over the field because they were down all game long, and also hit on Mike Evans um, over yards. So overall, a pretty decent day. John, give me your recap on Week Thirteen.
1: Yep. You know, since the Eagles and Jets were were playing e- each other, we each took the the other sides of those two different games. Uh, just like you said. Uh, Coming into the game, Eagles giving five and a half on the road. I took the Eagles side of that. Obviously, you know, they won 33 to 18 and covered. Um, Kind of a, a really interesting game to watch. I mean, both teams scored like on their first four or five drives each. Um, As far as props go, uh, I focused in on the tight ends because neither the Eagles nor the Jets defenses have been very successful against tight ends so far this year. I liked Ryan Griffin with a low receiving prop number of 18 and a half. Griffin did get a couple of catches, caught a touchdown, but fell three and a half yards shy of this prop. So I didn't hit on that one. Uh, Dallas Goddard on the other side of the ball. I loved him. I think it was 43 and a half yards receiving. Wouldn't have mattered. He went over 100 yards, had a huge day. So hit on that prop, hit on the Eagles on the line, just missed on Ryan Griffin. On the second game, I actually liked the Falcons getting 10 and a half at home here. And this one was actually uh, closer um, than the score might suggest. As a matter of fact, very late in the game we were actually at the Eagles Jets game and I checked the score very late in the game. The Bucks were only up 27, 17. And I'm like, Oh, I'm covering, I'm covering, I'm covering. And then I refreshed. And two seconds later, the Bucks had kicked a field goal to go up 30 to 17. So missed on that cover, but did hit on the props. Just like you said, I loved Matt Ryan over 23 and a half completions hit that Um, Mike Evans receiving yards. I think it was 56 and a half hit that as well. The only one I didn't hit in this game, as far as props go was Kyle Pitts. I expected the the Falcons to, to rely on their tight end with, you know, injuries all over the place. His prop was 55 and a half, didn't hit that. Kyle Pitts has had two amazing games this year, and the rest have just been, you know, throwaways. So overall, really great week. Uh, it's great to see the Eagles-Jets game in person. The The tailgate was, was fantastic, was amazing, had a great time. Hit on a few props. Eagles won. I can't complain.
0: All right, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> listen, that's uh, you know making memories at that at that tailgate for sure. So we are going on to week fourteen, and again, as uh, as as we talked about earlier, the Eagles are on a bye. So John and I are both going to analyze the Jet Saint game. All right, you're going to get the vibe as I start to talk about this game. Saints are in a tailspin. They've lost five straight. First time in the Sean Payton era, they've lost five in a row um, as he, since he's been the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Offensively, they are just really banged up. And since Jameis Winston went down, they haven't, they haven't won. I, I don't trust Taysom Hill. He threw four picks last week. I don't trust Trevor Simeon. They've also been without Alvin Kamara for the last four weeks. But he is back this week. We should definitely give a boost to the Saints offense. Um, the Saints' defense has been great all year, but Cam Jordan, you know, one of the stalwarts of their defense, may not play this week. I think he's a game time decision. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, as, I, as I indicated earlier, Taysom Hill threw four picks last week, again, in another uh, loss by the Saints. Not sure who's actually going to be the starting quarterback this week for the Saints. I don't think it really much matters because I don't believe in either uh, Trevor Simeon or. Taysom Hill. Uh, Zach Wilson, he played okay the last two weeks and actually played pretty decent la- uh, last week against the Eagles. Um, here's what I don't see I don't see a blowout in this game. And right now, the Jets are getting five and a half points at home. Now, the weather might be a slightly dicey, a little bit of rain. I know there's some high winds coming in from the Midwest. Hopefully, that doesn't affect the game on Sunday and this weather kind of passes through Saturday night and doesn't linger into Sunday. But again, I don't see a blowout in this game. Now I'm not sure if the jets are going to win this game, but once again, I'm rolling with the green and I'm going to take the jets and I'm going to take those five and a half points thinking that the jets are going to keep it close. Still don't feel comfortable about a win, but I see this game being maybe,
1: See a prop,
0: take a you prop. You know, 21-18, uh, um, something like that, where it's a three or four point spread, and it can go either way. Jets win, Jets lose. I'm not. I don't feel terribly confident in the Saints given their five game losing streak. So I'm going to take the Jets, and I'm going to, uh, you know, take the five and a half points props. I'm just going to focus on one player and one player only Alvin Kamara is coming back this week. And after watching Thursday night's game with the Vikings against the Steelers and um, Dalvin cooks phenomenal uh, performance rushing for 205 yards with a shoulder harness. I think Alvin Kamara is going to come back after a four game uh, layoff, and give me Alvin Kamara over 68.5 rushing yards, minus 110 on DraftKings. And also give me Alvin Kamara over 105.5, 105.5 rushing and receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Those are my two props on this game. John, give me your take on Jets Saints. Well, I kind of like this. I love, to, I love taking the, the different
1: sides of the same game here. As you might guess, I'm going the other way here. Saints giving uh, five and a half on the road. Um, Jets, as we already talked about, lost 33 to 18 at home, same stadium to the Eagles last week. The Saints are coming off the heels of a five game losing streak. That's the longest losing streak of Sean Payton's coaching career. Um He's never lost six in a row. As a matter of fact, he had never lost five in a row uh, and was that was the fifth longest uh, streak of, of any head coach in the NFL right now as far as avoiding long losing streaks. I just don't see Peyton losing um, six games in a row. So that means if I believe that the, the Saints are going to win, the question is, are they going to cover the five and a half? I think they will. Um the only major injury right now that the, the saints will be dealing with other than some long-term ones that they've, you know, had for weeks and weeks, Ryan Ram the tackle is still out. Uh, Jets are going to be without, you know, still, of course, Corey Davis. They're also going to be without Tevin Coleman and the Jets. They are 8-20 against the spread and their last 28 against a team with a losing record. Saints, on the other hand, 9-3 against the spread and their last 12 road games versus a team with a losing record. That's what's going on here. It looks like Taysom Hill is going to start again. He hurt his uh, finger last week in the 27-17 loss to Dallas, but he practiced in full uh, this week. So we're they're expecting Taysom Hill to start just like you said, they get Alvin Kamara back. I'm expecting the Saints to to win by more than a touchdown here. So I'm taking the Saints, giving the five and a half. A couple of props here. Jets, they're 29th against the run. 29th against the run. uh, Not great last week against the Eagles. Taysom Hill didn't look great throwing the ball last week, but that's not really where the threat comes from when you're talking about Taysom Hill. His biggest threat is with his legs. As a matter of fact, he had one, I think a 30 yard run against Dallas last week where he had acceleration that I didn't remember him even having. He's an, he's a, a heck of an athlete, not a great passer, but I think he'll do enough to win here. And I think he'll do enough to hit his prop for rushing yards on DraftKings. That's 56 and a half rushing yards, pop over to Fandle 54 and a half rushing yards and his last five starts. Now you, you got to do a little a creative calculating here, creative analysis, uh, because he's only had one start so far this year, but going back to last year and his last five starts overall, he's averaging 62 yards rushing a game, including 101 yards last week. So give me Taysom Hill over 54 and a half rushing yards against the Jets, 29th ranked defense. Last crop I got on this game, a little bit of a sneaky one. I just keep coming back to the tight ends here. Juwan Johnson for the new Orleans saints, Uh, His receiving prop, 16 and a half on Fandle, uh, 15 and a half on DraftKings. Give me that 15 and a half uh, receiving yards on DraftKings. The uh, Jets, 24th against tight ends overall. And I think Juwan Johnson could uh, grab this prop here. So that's what I've got. I'm taking the Saints to win by more than five and a half on the road. I'm taking Taysom Hill over rushing, and I'm taking Juwan Johnson over on 15 and a half receiving yards.
0: Yeah, listen, I don't I mean, I don't feel great about the Jets winning this game and I and honestly, I can't see Sean Payton losing six games in a row. But with their the the duo at quarterback, I just don't feel confident that this is going to be a game where the Saints are going to blow out the Jets, but you know, we'll see. I didn't think the Jets were going to get blown out by the Eagles and they did. I wouldn't be surprised if they disappoint me again this week, but I just feel like this is going to be a close game. Um, all right. Game number two. Uh, I'm going to go with a rivalry game this week, and it's a AFC North matchup. Ravens at Browns. Uh, Ravens are getting three points. Ravens are eight and four. They lost last week to the Steelers, 20 to 19. The Browns are six and six. And to me, uh, the Browns have just been a completely underachieving team all season long the first time these teams played the ravens won 16 to 10 and this was despite uh lamar jackson throwing four interceptions but again all season long to me the browns have just been a complete disappointment uh pittsburgh last week though dialed up a defensive scheme to really shut down lamar jackson they sacked him and blitzed him but just a million times they actually sacked him seven times last week and uh you know kept Lamar Jackson in check but Pittsburgh only won by a point now let's see if Miles Garrett and the rest of the the Browns gang can follow the same blueprint that the Steelers put into play to beat the Ravens um on the other side the first time these teams played the Ravens only held uh the Cleveland Browns to 40 rushing yards and Cleveland really relies on the rushing game. So let's see if that happens again this week. Uh Cleveland has some covid issues this week. Their tight end David Njoku is probably out along with linebacker Anthony Walker and punter Jamie Gillen. So you know Given the fact that uh, the Ravens pulled out a win with Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions, I don't see that happening again. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a really good game this week against the Browns. I don't love the Browns this season. They were, they were for whatever reason, potential super bowl uh, content, a uh, super bowl contending team. Uh, one of the favorites coming out of the AFC after their run last year on the playoffs, but I like Baltimore in this game. So I'm going to take the, uh, the three points. I'm going to roll with the Ravens. And I, quite frankly, I might even take the money line in this game, take the Ravens to win outright. So give me Baltimore. I'll, I'll take those three points. And, uh, and that's my pick for this week real quick. As I indicated before, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a really good game and I'm going to stick with my, my sort of um, train of thought this week by taking one player, on the prop end so i'm going to take lamar jackson over 63 and a half rushing yards minus 115 on DraftKings, and lamar jackson combined passing and rushing yards 297 and a half passing and rushing yards minus 115 on DraftKings. uh those are that's my prop those are my two props for this game i looked at everything else nothing else really stuck out to me uh, but john give me your thoughts on this game if you have any
1: yeah i i love the ravens <clears throat> getting points on the road at Cleveland division opponent. So I'm with you there. Uh, I love both of the Lamar props. A couple others I'd like to just uh, throw out there. Jarvis Landry, the last time these two teams played had 111 yards receiving the Ravens who already didn't have a great pass defense overall lost their, their best, best defender Marlon Humphrey for the year. So that's only going to get worse for them. Jarvis Landry's receiving props, not crazy this week, 57 and a half, on DraftKings 55 and a half on FanDuel give me Jarvis Landry over 55 and a half uh, one more and it's going to seem kind of odd uh, again because the Browns rely so heavy on the run number one I go with Jarvis Landry receiving and I'm also going to go with Nick Chubb but not Nick Chubb rushing I'm going to go Nick Chubb receiving his receiving prop is only 10 and a half receiving yards in his last three games he's had 26 14 and 23 receiving yards very low threshold for Nick Chubb to hit that prop so give me both of those on top of what you picked I'll take Nick Chubb over 10 and a half receiving yards and Jarvis Landry over 55 and a half receiving yards against a battered and broken um, Ravens secondary nevertheless I think the Ravens pull out the victory
0: all right good stuff what you got for
1: game two all right, I'm also going with a division rivalry. I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Um, on DraftKings, the Chiefs are giving nine and a half. On FanDuel, they're giving 10 at minus 106. These two teams played it just about four weeks ago, uh, and the Chiefs had the best game of the year. They won 41 to 14. The Chiefs have now won five games in a row after a rocky start to the season. Chiefs have gone one and four in their last five. As far as injuries go, I definitely think that, you know, this category weighs heavily in the Chiefs' favor right now. Chiefs are starting to get healthy. They got CEH back from from his long-term injury. On the other side of the ball, the Raiders are going to be missing, probably missing, like, uh, several key defenders, including Denzel Perryman, who came over to Vegas and and has had some some great play this year. He's doubtful to play. Carl Nassib, uh, defensive end, he's out. Patrick Anwasar, linebacker. He's out. Darren Waller, tight end, out. Nick Quietkowski out. Kenyon Drake, uh depth at running back out. Richie Incognito, still in the league. Yep, but out for this game. I think the Raiders are in trouble. The Chiefs. 7-3-1 and one against the spread in their last 11 in games in December. Andy Reid really tight, really buttons it down when you come to the end of the year. Chiefs also 21-10-1 against the spread in their last 32 games against the AFC West. They play their division opponents. They tend to cover. Well, with respect to these two teams in particular, Chiefs are 4-1 against the Raiders in their last five. Uh, and in the wins, they've won by an average of 20 points a game and overall including the loss the point differential is plus 14.4 points per game in the Chiefs favor Chiefs at home in front of that arrowhead crowd I think the Chiefs are coming together at the right time their defense has been playing a lot better over the past few weeks after playing really horribly for the first month or two of the season I think the Chiefs win here I think the Chiefs win big I think the Chiefs cover the nine and a half against the Raiders at home so give me the Chiefs I'll give the nine and a half. Couple of props here. Number one, I like uh Daryl Williams. He's averaging 31 and a half yards a game on the ground. That's including all the games with CEH. He's still getting five carries a game, even with CEH back on FanDuel, You can get a prop for Daryl Williams, 23 and a half yards. That's it at minus 114. So I'll take that. Um I'll also take on the other side of the ball, Derek Carr, 23 and a half completions. I'm expecting, you know, a bit of a blowout here when, when everything shakes out. So I think Derek Carr is going to have to throw the ball. Kansas City has given up 23 completions per game and 25 completions a game in their last three overall Carr is averaging 25 and a half completions a game. Would have hit this number. He had 25 completions in the last time out against the chiefs. I'm expecting him to hit it again here. Um, I took a look at Patrick Mahomes uh, rushing, but to be honest with you, he hasn't been hitting the rushing numbers like he, like he had previously. I mean, his uh, last few games here, 12 yards, 11, no yards rushing with no attempts the last time they played Vegas uh, back in November, negative two yards, 10. Um, He just hasn't been running the ball with any effectiveness recently, even though they've been winning, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that, you know, he's, Patrick Mahomes is going to run the ball with success again this could be the game where it happens but I just don't think you need to take that risk I'm not going to I'm just going to take the Chiefs give the nine and a half I'm going to take Darrell Williams 23 and a half rushing yards and Derek Carr 23 and a half completions so that's what I got on another rivalry game let's go
0: yeah I'm with you on the Chiefs on this game with Vegas being as as banged up as they are I'll take that nine and a half, lay the nine and a half. I like the chiefs. They've been playing well lately. So yeah, I'm with you on the chiefs. I do love that Daryl Williams um, prop, as well as the Derek Carr over 23 and a half completions. I think he's going to have to sling that ball all over the place because they're going to be down early and often. So I love both of those props as well. So yeah. uh, Great stuff on, on chiefs um, Raiders game. All right. Well, I'd love to move into level 2 with college football but bowl season hasn't started yet but there is one game today but unfortunately I can't find it on either DraftKings or FanDuel I'm sure it's out there on one of the other sites and that's the probably the greatest college football game that's played every year and that is amongst our servicemen and that's Army against Navy Army is 8 and 3 this year going bowling great season and Navy, on the other hand, has been a rather disappointing uh, team this year with a record of three and eight. The line right now is Army laying seven points. Army has won the last five out of six games against Navy. So if you can find it, take Army, lay the seven points. That's my college football nugget this week. And uh, kudos to everyone that serves in our military and protects our country and the freedoms that we, um, you know, enjoy. Uh, living in this great uh, this great country of the United States. All right, on to level three, our tracks of the week. John, you wanna lead us off? Yep, will do. I echo your sentiments on the Army-Navy game. It's one of the
1: the great college football games every single year that we can look forward to. Army-Navy, Grambling Southern, um, it's just great traditions. And I echo your sentiments, thanking all the men and women out there, servicemen and women who, who, who protect us and our freedoms. Um, Far as my track of the week, uh, we mentioned earlier the uh, Eagles Jets game. You know the great tailgate that you, that your wife well, was affiliated with. There had a fantastic time there. One of the elements of that tailgate was a DJ, which you know you and I love having some some uh, a live DJ spin in there. And while we were you know imbibing, relaxing, getting ready for the game, the DJ played a, a remix of, of an old 80s song, Soft Cell, Tainted Love that I really dug. I should have asked them what mix it was. So I went looking myself this week and I actually found brand new track, which was released just about a week ago. It's a remix of Soft Cells Tainted Love. And the remix is by Jamie Jones, who's a great house artist. like I said, just released about a week ago. I really dig this remix. It's on the top 10 on Beatport right now. So that's my track of the week. The Jamie Jones 2021 extended mix of Soft Cells Tainted.
0: Good stuff, yeah, I remember when the DJ was playing that at the tailgate. Um, Just a tremendous remix. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna stick with as usual, my trance vibe. But one of my favorite artists, and and I had him a couple of weeks ago, and that's Elon Bluestone. Uh, A few weeks ago, I had Black and Blue. Uh, But this week, he's teaming up with one of the great vocalists in the trance world, and that is Emma Hewitt. It's a track from 2020, and it's hypnotized. Elon Bluestone with Emma Hewitt on vocals. Hypnotized, great track. Emma Hewitt's uh, appeared on many tracks with probably one of our most favorite artists, Marcus Schultz, uh, but she's teaming up with Elon Bluestone on this track, so it's hypnotized. uh, Elon Bluestone with Emma Hewitt. And that's my track of the week. podcast for week 14 in the nfl as always may your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful we hope that our advice will help you through week 14 uh and we will see all of you next week on week 15 we are out wagers ragers see you next week later